Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. You know, I keep thinking today's Friday, but that's because we're, we're off ready to go on vacation. We're done, man. And uh, I know we talked about this yesterday, but, you know, your vacation plans may have changed, but it's still a vacation. It's still vacation. And we would have normally taken a summer vacation already. I feel like we normally take one in June. Yeah, some, well, so, like, yeah, for, your, for Euro's birthday, yeah. something like that, a lot of times. We'll we usually we'll either go before or there. after. Okay. So I don't know why. I mean, what is it? It's the twentieth. Yeah, so it just about feels a little late, late into the summer. Because yeah. I was just thinking, like, you know, what stuff can we do? And I, I obviously want to go to Oceans of Fun. It's hot, right? Mm-hmm. I want to get my uh, season pass value. And I started thinking, like, dude, it, it's almost August. Yeah. And then summer is going to be. F- Ooh, sorry oh about that. God. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. I caught myself. Right. Because we did the podcast. Really. I know. I know. That's exactly it. But I just can't believe that summer's going to be over. It's not yet, though. We're getting ready to take a summer vacation. It's all good. Here you go, snow cone. Make a, a note, a memo to me. Write on it. Uh, you're on the air. Don't cuss. And then stick right. it on this computer, and I'll remember. How's life? Are you excited about taking some time off? Yeah, for sure. It'll be nice. I mean, I'm more need this air conditioning. I was going to ask. That's, that's my next my, question. My... How are you surviving with no AC? I'm not. Oh, so, good? Last night was brutal. How hot did it get in there? Well... You know, I I ended up buying fans and having them overnighted mm-hmm. because I had two really good ones. So when the boys weren't there, it was fine. I just had both those fans in there. But now, you, you know, last them. night I was like, oh, I'll put them in there. Well, I mean, they're my kids. They're mm-hmm. my responsibility, right? So I put the fans in there, and, I, you know, in the middle of the night, I'm just sweating my ass off with this broke-ass fan. And I kind of peek in their rooms, and both of them got blankets on. Because of the fans? Yeah, because they're just blowing right on them. I'm like, oh, man. You've got an attic fan, right? Is that yeah, running? just not. Sometimes I mean, I it's just too hot. It, it, I don't even run the attic fan. Well, I run it, 
And the first couple of days, it really works. And it does cool it down. If I didn't have it on, it would be bad. But it's just been so hot in the house. Like, it's it's cooler outside now. Right. The Man. core temperature or whatever, once yeah, it hits a raised. certain point, you're like, no, nope, I'm screwed. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When my AC's not working, there's times where I'm like, close the windows, close the blinds, mm. because letting that air in here, it's actually cooler inside right now, and we're going to lose that as time goes on. I can handle... We go, you know, the power goes out somewhat frequently. It went out last week during the storm, right. sometime in the afternoon until like four in the morning or whatever. So it was out all night. And it seems like everyone around me, they go to someone else's house. They'll go to their parents' house or a relative's house. Or the, right. We just stay there. Like we've got batteries and stuff so we can watch TV. We just don't have air conditioning. And at nighttime, you know, if I'm awake, I can usually handle it. Blow a fan, but it's falling right. asleep. I can't fall asleep because my spoiled well, existence has been, sure. you know, needs to be about 70. So I can fall asleep if it's under 75. But it's it, hot, If man. it gets up to 75 or hotter, it becomes very difficult for me to sleep. And even if I do fall asleep, if I wake up once, I just, I can't, I can't fall back asleep. I mean, the only thing I can think, I'm not a big sleeping pills person. I've never, like, had a prescription right. for them or anything. But if it was like, because you know what it's getting up to at night in your house, seventy-eight, yeah, it's something up like there. that, maybe even 80. eighty degrees. Yeah, I think I would have to take some sort of sleeping pill and, and just hope that it knocks me out because I don't think I could yeah, fall asleep. You know, I, I mean, well, I my guess fear did, is but... I thought about it last night because I do have some, and I thought about it, but then I thought my fear is now I'm just gonna be really tired. Yep, not be able to fall asleep, and then just really uncomfortable and, and tired and cranky, and yeah, so. Yep. And I, there's tricks, like I read one time that you can take a really hot shower, and that way when you get out, the temperature in your house feels cooler. Mm. That does not uh, seem no. to work, at least for I me. Take cold I just I start just sweating. In the cold exactly. Water. That's the more yeah. intuitive thing to do. And yes, it, I guess when you're out of the shower, you, you start feeling warm big, again. Baggy but boxers and just lay down. Just stay warm. Honestly, Man, it's brutal. You can get a like a t-shirt and just get it wet and wear it. It's so uncomfortable, but it's better than sitting sitting around in 80 degree temperatures. Yeah. I thought I said something to Brooke last night. I was like. Laszlo's AC isn't working. We've been pretty lucky with the weather the last few days. It hasn't been brutal. I was like, it's getting hot enough now. Because I had to like take the trash out late last night, and it was that right. kind of heat where you're like, ugh. Like yeah. 10 o'clock at night, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. I was like, I wonder if they end up in a hotel or an Airbnb Not yet. or something. Not yet. When do you get your stuff? It's supposed to be here tomorrow. I have the USPS tracking. It's tomorrow. And then yeah. hopefully our guy can come help. Yeah, he keeps texting me like, "Is it here?" He'll do it. Like yeah, I'm hoping. For it. Yeah, but so you, you've got at least though one more night of this tonight. Tonight for sure. Well, do you have plans? I guess you guys could go to like Dave and Buster's or out to dinner or something where there's. Well, my oldest has a baseball game. Okay, so we'll go do that, and then who knows? Yeah, I mean, after the game, I would think you got to go somewhere to cool off first. Can't right. come home straight from the game and walk right into the hot house. Well, I feel bad for them. I'm like, you know, they're there now. Yeah. No, and they have fans blowing right on. I mean, the basement's cool. It is. You can put a fan down there, and it's fine. Yeah, the ba- being in the basement helps. And you have a yeah. finished basement, so that definitely helps. Yeah, there's TVs. It's in usually there. like, I don't know. It feels like it's about almost ten degrees cooler yeah, sometimes it's in the basement. For sure. I have like a stone basement, so I don't know if that makes a difference, but it's definitely cooler down there. But you don't want to yeah. be sitting down there in my basement. No, and there's so. a shower down there and a bathroom. So, right. but I am like, I'm like, man. You know, you guys want to go to your mom's? Like, yeah. I get it. Right. Like, you know, I'm not. I'm You're like, not. I'm about to. I mean. Yeah. They're like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I That would be amazing if you called and said, can we come stay with you for a while? Right, please. Me, me, like me and the boys. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to miss out on any of my time with the boys. Right. So good. I come and stay. You know, and if, you know, I, I promise I'll keep a low profile. Uh, I'll sleep on the couch just like old how times. Much, how much would it take for you to do that? 
Like you have to pick up the phone and ask, and then like actually, near, if she says yes, you have to go over there. Like fearing for your safety in the house. Like, oh, I, I mean, I would, I, I would just. She get might a, let you do it. She might, but I would just get a hotel room. Yeah, I know. Which I think she like, would I suspect. Can go like, get why a very cheap a hotel, hotel room. room? You know what right. I mean? And that's what I thought too. Like, are you at the point where you're worrying about? Because it does make more sense, honestly, if it's the middle of the day and you're texting the boys like, hey, what's temperature, you okay? That if they do get uncomfortable, it probably makes more sense to just say, if you need to go to your mom's, right. go there than to go to a motel. I told six. them, but they just keep texting me back like, it's okay. That's what they say. And I'm like, are they just being nice? Right. They don't want to make me feel bad? Like, I'm, yeah. it's okay. You know what I mean? But Yeah. Because you don't know. I right. feel like your oldest at least has some of that that I have where the yeah. you don't want to make your parents feel bad. If they're worried right, about sure. something and they're stressed about it, you don't want to make it any worse. Right, yeah. It's like, it's fine. I'm like, dude, just you're go like over there, yourself. Right. Plus, we're going on vacation, so you'll be with me exactly. for a week. Exactly. You're going to have time together. They're both like, no. Yeah. There's no pool that they can uh, like ride their bikes to. I thought that there was well, yeah, they, yeah. the one down the street. Do they still go to that one ever? Yeah. Okay. So if they needed to, they could go there. They oh. seem to be fine. I think they were over. Last, when I left, they were... Playing video games and had two fans blowing straight on them. They're like, we're fine. I mean, what, if you had the fan blowing right on you, it's not bad. What did people do before fans and air conditioning? Right? Why did they build houses here? Maybe it's because they're like, it's free. I get that. No, I, I think it's, it's like land, Yellowstone. In what way? All these cities were made because people couldn't get to California. Their families died. They got sure. eaten by bears. So they yeah. just built a house. Yeah. I, they were I get coming west. Yeah, I get that part. I, I didn't know that's what you meant. I thought you meant it's like how they survived in Yellowstone. I'm like, well, they were in Montana. Probably didn't get no, quite as hot. I think they were just com- they were going west. They're like, well, yeah. we're not going to make it. We're all going to die. Yeah. Well, there's a camp there. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I live in Kansas. I mean, in the wintertime, you can build a fire. That's pretty simple. But yeah. in the summertime, I really don't know what these people were doing. And you see these old, beautiful homes. You're like, man, these people had money. That house was built in you know, 1827. Right. They didn't have... Air conditioning, they didn't have fans, right? There was no electricity running to their house. So what did they do? I've actually looked that up before because I've honestly thought, you know, is I am I just a spoiled person right. from coming from privilege or is this not deadly? It seems like it would be deadly. And I've looked it up and they say that that's like the wraparound porches that you see on a lot of those old big oh, houses. Yeah, they would sleep them. out there on hammocks right. and stuff yeah, and that's, that's how right. they survived. And then <sighs> we've actually been lucky because I, I can't think... imagine in this city. Sleeping just outside. a giant bugs and... Sleeping outside? Ugh. Yeah, Lazo, uh, when he first got here, he thought he was like in Australia. I just kept, I remember oh out God, front one really? day. Oh, yeah, he was shocked by all the bugs. and the, I, th- I remember being out front one day, we were smoking cigarettes, and there were cicada killers flying around. You know, the big wasp, and they go down oh, to the yeah. ground, I guess, looking what for the cicadas. He's like, what the hell is that? And I was like, it's a cicada killer. It won't sting Let yet. alone the cicadas. I'm like, like, why Jesus. does that right. tree have... Dead bodies all over, all over What the hell is wrong with this yeah. place? And the sound of the cicadas. It's like you're like Africa. You're like, I just see stuff I've never seen before. What is happening? Yeah. And so when I said cicada killer, I'd already gone through Walmart, the cicada Walmart, there's thing. a coyote walking in the parking lot. I'm like, mm. what is this? Yeah. <laughs> wild, wild west thing you people live in. Did the cicada sound startle you? Yes. He did. He was it like, was what's so with loud. all these bugs? It's loud. They're all over the trees. It's they like fly being... upside down, hit me in the head. That reminds me of The Wire when one of the kids has to leave Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's bugs. What the hell is that thing? Yeah, yeah, same thing. And then, so he'd already complained about that and mentioned that it was quite different. And that, you know, he's, I think he said, like, man, I feel like I'm visiting Australia or something. Like, you hear people talk about the Outback. Here you guys are talking about brown recluses. Yeah, and like, don't let that spider bite you. He'll kill you. I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, then, what? then when that cicada killer showed up out front, because he thought it was a hummingbird at first. No. And I was like, oh, because I kind of think he's like, it's a hummingbird. I was like, no, that's a cicada killer. He's like, what? 
And I'm like, it's a, like a, it looks like a giant wasp. He's like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, they won't sting you. They won't sting you. And we went inside. He's like, this is, that can't be a real thing. That's just a normal thing. I was like, well, I don't always see them. Like, I've definitely gone a summer or two without seeing – I guess it's when there's more cicadas you see more of the mm-hmm. – you know what I'm talking about, Snowcone, right? The, I'm not sure that I do. I think a lot I'm of sure people see it. them and think that they're – they do kind of look like hummingbirds or like really big hummingbird moths because yeah. they're I huge. I never grew up with. I mean, they're like this big. Oh, I don't, centipedes I don't in your basement? Like what? Yeah, the house Why centipedes. Are right? Detroit didn't have centipedes? No. The really? house centipede thing? You know, honestly, Snowcone, really? I never saw a house centipede until – I moved to Waldo. I mean, maybe somebody I had, in Detroit would say, yeah, but I never saw him. I never saw him in the suburbs. Pittsburgh, no. no. I, I never saw him. had giant roaches. That was another place uh, where you're like. Yeah, roaches are, the I think, one of the worst. I mean, they, they truly gross me out. Yeah. But I never saw a house centipede until I was in my late 20s when I moved to Waldo. Because like, what the hell is that? Hmm. And I noticed that other people on social media, kids that are people I grew up with, they moved into like you know my kind of so neck of the woods, and they're like, "What too, the hell is that?" Right? I guess cause it's just so by like the way, an old I house seen thing. In my house either. Mm. Yeah, I've seen a centipede before, and I'm like, "Jesus!" Yeah, those it's are... been like really small, and I flush yeah. it down the toilet because my first fear is like, if I don't kill that thing, it's going to grow into one of those giant things in Slim's house, <laughs> move into my basement. I can't. I need to kill it, flush it down the toilet, and it needs to let its friends know that this was not the place to stop. The Church, the church of Laszlo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, I'm sure you heard by now that somebody, I guess, won the Powerball. I didn't mm, Maybe not one. the Mega Millions, but somebody won the Powerball. Was it you? It was not me. The ticket was bought in uh, L.A., and they got all the numbers, and it's, what was the total? One point something billion but they said if you take the uh, lump sum payout, it's like $518 million. I just thought, Jesus, that's a lot in taxes. I mean, I assume that they're already setting most of this money gets set aside for whatever federal state programs, right? It's, a, it's, it's like right. a, another revenue generator. That's what the lottery is supposed to be. So it's not like they're just getting money from the taxes that you pay on it. So they've already generated all this money from weeks, however long it's been, of no one winning the, the prize. Right. And so then they add it up, and at the end, it's over a billion dollars in 
the lump sum is five hundred million. I'm not like an anti-tax person. Okay, we got to pay our taxes, but it is kind yeah, of crazy. Like a lot. we're going to take five hundred million of that. We'll just take half of it. You know, right there know. about half. That would be good. I know it's always a big chunk, but is it always half? Anyway, five hundred million is plenty. I could it is, make that still, work. Yeah. I'll figure it out. But I saw this thing where they were talking to who wrote this. I don't remember where it came from. It might have just been like BuzzFeed, but they were talking uh, about celebrities. And their first uh, big role where they got paid, right? Like okay. they got a job. And what did they buy with their first big paycheck? Mm. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. And some people trying to be a little more humble. Like, I know you don't watch Stranger Things, but Steve mm. from Stranger Things, the good-looking guy, Joe Curie, um, said that with his first check, went home to Chicago and bought a Chicago hot dog. Like, it okay. sounds like it was like a thing that he planned on doing. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, and I don't know if... I probably wouldn't even think that. I've heard people talk about what did they buy with their first royalty check before, but I wouldn't think like I got a. This is a monumental occasion. I got to mm. make sure that it's something memorable. I'd probably just pay off some debt or whatever, right? Yeah. And then if you have extra money, you start buying things. Uh, Selena Gomez, a buddy of mine, one time. It's just weird to see a buddy of mine one time. Uh, his girlfriend worked in a bank, and she took a Xerox copy because Robert Porsche, a, a Lions player came in and cashed his paycheck. And it was a paycheck, and it just said, like, $4.219 million. Like, Man. Yeah. Like, that's a paycheck. That's crazy. It was on his refrigerator. It was like, Jesus, man. Yep. I used to bank at, uh, I don't know what bank it was, but it was inside Walmart and when I worked at the car dealership. And the girls who worked there, I went to high school with all of them. And it was right next to where I worked, and I needed to get my check cashed usually immediately, right? You get paid as soon as you're... Done. Go check your or cash your check or on your lunch or whatever. And I, I always was like, they're seeing how much money I make. You know what I mean? Right, 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 yeah. Kind of embarrassing. I'm sure they. I, I assumed that they made a little bit more than me as bankers. Right. Maybe not a ton, but you know, it's the kind of thing that didn't get brought up. And then one time, one of the girls said something about how you need to tell your boss to give you a raise. Oh. I was like, oh my god, she mm. wasn't trying to be mean. She's just young, oh, you know. Man. But I'd had a crush on her for a while and. I was already kind of embarrassed about going up there. And then, so I told her, you know, the whole thing, even though I wore my uniform up there every day, I was like, oh, I only work there part time. Just yeah. a couple hours, you know, even though I'm coming up there in the, uh. the full pants and shirt and everything else. Selena Gomez says uh, she bought a Louis Vuitton lap bag, or laptop bag. Mm-hmm. So that's something. What do you think a Louis Vuitton laptop bag costs, Snow Cone? Look it up. I'm going to guess $1,700. Ooh, I was going to say like $5,500, but I really don't know. I mean, a shirt can cost you $1,700, right? So I would say fifty five hundred. I don't. Know, where, where do you? Do you have to go to like just a fancy? Yeah, I uh, uh, got them here for fifteen hundred, nineteen hundred. Boom, okay. seventeen was right. Thousand. All right. Okay. Boom. Not bad. How much is no, a T-shirt? I know because I have one. That's true. You've got mm-hmm. a lot of nice Louis Vuitton stuff. I've noticed that. I didn't know that it was real, but Sylvester Stallone. First well, thing what he else bought. Would it be? Well, knockoffs like my stuff. Well, it's know? not Louis Vuitton then. Well, I understand. I'm saying I've noticed the LV before. I just didn't know if it was real or not. Obviously, I should have assumed okay. that it was real. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, that's annoying. With his uh, first paycheck, he bought back his dog. So you're oh, a Rocky fan. Story. I'm yeah. a Rocky he fan. Had had, yeah. I'd never heard this. How much money do you get for selling your dog? Hmm? I, I mean, remember, I guess. I know it was after Rocky with right, his check like, from yeah, Rocky. If he bought his dog back. If, maybe if it's a puppy and it's full bred, those are worth, you know, I don't know, in the 70s, $1,000 maybe, mm. something like that. But it's, I've heard of people selling off, like, uh, my dad had, had pawned off his uh, steel guitar mm-hmm. in the past. My brother pawned off his trumpet and then would go buy it back. Right. With those, that's all pawning situations. 
usually, what's the deal with pawning, right? You you have a certain amount of time to come get it before they put it for sale, right? I think so. And then if not, then you just hope, if you don't get it in time, then you just hope that it's still for sale and you go back and you buy it. I don't know if you get a a discount at all if you come back. I don't know how it works. I've never, have you ever pawned anything? Uh, Not like where I was going to go and get it back. I've never sold anything to a pawn shop. I I sold stuff to the pawn shop all the time. I, I buy stuff from pawn shops. Just bought something there a couple months ago, but I... Which, by the way, they got air conditioners at the pawn shop. When I was in there, they got a whole row of those portable air conditioners. Man. They got a window unit. You could just stick a window unit in your room, close the door, and tell your boys to stay out. (laughs) Trying to cool off in here. I don't need all this body heat. You could definitely... I know your stuff is supposed to get here tomorrow, but I feel like if you went and bought one of those somewhere, you could just take it back. Say it didn't work, whatever. You know, you just, I know. You just borrow one of those things and you're good to go. I just kept go. thinking it was going to get here. You know what I mean? I know. And, and the weather was doing It wasn't okay. so bad until yesterday. Yeah. So Sylvester Sloan apparently sells his dog for money and then buys him back. And uh, the dog, its name was Butkus, ended up uh, being in the first two Rocky movies. So that's his dog, the dog that he sold and okay. bought back. Cardi B? I don't know how to say this brand. And maybe you guys have heard of it. But is it Patek Philippe? Watch, paddock. huh? Paddock, I think. Paddock, okay. Yeah, paddock, watch. Philippe. That's a watch. watch. Um, not familiar with it. That's what she bought with hers. Tom Cruise. Mm. I was going to say that he bought that airplane. I know he's like really into airplanes. Doesn't he have a, a but Mustang? Not, but his first movie? Why well, yeah, I don't know what his first big movie was, but I was thinking... Uh, he, you All know, the he right moves? Several hits there at, at, that were close together. Yeah, I don't know. What was his very first movie? It seems something we should know. I watched All the Right Moves not too long ago. That is it's, a great movie. He's not in Outsiders, is he? Well, he was in Taps, right? That oh, movie Taps, that everybody I forgot was about in. that movie. Okay. But that I don't know if he was a big was, star in that. Yeah, and how? what year was that? Well, I'm going to look at his film. I was thinking first movie like, was Endless Love. Okay, Endless And then Taps Love. was right after. Taps is a good call, because I would have forgot that for Followed by The Outsiders, sure. Risky Business, Who's in it? And some of these... All the outsiders, all the right moves right there. Okay, so he wasn't... God, that's crazy. So he did Endless Love, Taps, The Outsiders, like you said, then Risky Business, All the Right Moves, Legend, then Top Gun. Then The Color of Money, then Cocktail, then Rain Man, then Born on the Fourth of July, Yeah, Days of of Thunder, A Few Good Men, The Firm. Like, he just went through, like... And these are all, he went from impossible. these are okay movies, right? That you know you watched a little bit, but to this is the biggest movie in the world. Yeah, he was in like a a long. I mean, it was a long run, a very long run of really without a hiccup. And you think like as a kid, I remember thinking, well, it's easy, you know, just pick the movie that's expensive, and that if they if it's about aliens or something like that, it'll probably make a lot of money. Because Will Smith, I remember saying in an interview one time that he didn't want to do. I don't remember if it was back-to-back or maybe it was three alien movies in a row because he had Men in Black and Independence Day and then like maybe it was the Men in Black sequel or something. Right. He was worried about it. But I also remember he said in another interview, man, anything with like aliens or monsters I know is going to be huge. So I just agreed to do those movies. And as a kid, I thought, yeah, he's right. I mean, what kind of movie about aliens or monsters isn't huge? And now as an adult, I'm like, well, there's a well, lot of Well, listen to this run. Listen to this run for him, which is crazy. Top Gun, The Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the 4th of July, Days of Thunder, Far and Away, A Few Good Men, The Firm, Interview with a Vampire, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia, Mission Impossible 2, and then Vanilla Sky, Minority Report. Still not a flop in there. Mm -mm. 
I mean, I, I know skipped a coming. couple, but the ones I skipped were just that he was a producer only. Okay, because I know there's a couple that come up later, but that's a long damn time. Man. To have, I mean, maybe... It looks like you got to go all the way to The Last Samurai. Which that I was the first that, bomb? Yeah. And I know he did The Mummy, right? That was fairly recent, though. I got good reviews, didn't it? The Mummy? I thought it did. No. no? I mean, okay. he goes no. from... I think it cost a lot to make and made no money. But I'm not exactly sure the details. But it was it, it did cost not work. 125 to 195 to make and it made 410. Oh, okay. so it didn't 1986 make money to before he has. I mean, if we consider the last samurai a bust to 2003. Yeah, and also like, what are we considering a bust? Because I don't even know. That's like just you just said, number. even the mummy made money. So you know, if it's just a, a flop that people make fun of, if it still makes money. Then is it really a bust? Uh, your career, I wouldn't think it would be in jeopardy. Yeah, the until budget was one hundred forty million, made four hundred fifty-six. Yeah, so if you're losing money, if your movies are losing a bunch of money, and they start to think you're the problem, then your career is in trouble. Yeah, but I would say at least maybe that one is one that that people didn't like. Well, I don't know. Now I look at it, it was nominated. Are you talking about last? Now it was nominated for Academy Awards. So what do I know? Best supporting actor, best art direction, best costume design, best sound mixing. So. This, that's Mummy or uh, Samurai? Samurai. Okay. I never saw it. I, was either. he supposed to be Japanese? Or was The Last Samurai supposed to be a white guy? I can't recall. Isn't that one of those movies that gets thrown in there where they talk about whitewashing? Yeah, it does a lot. Uh, have you ever seen it, Selcone? No. Nah, me neither. Well, uh, Who else is Tom, Tom Cruise. What, was, what, what were we talking about here? Tom Cruise. Uh, he bought... Did I already tell you what there he you bought? There you go. So if I get to it, the first one that I can tell that, he, that the movie lost money... He goes from 1986 to 2012, and he loses money on Rock of Ages. Oh, I thought people liked that. Was that a musical? It's like he's the you know basically yeah. the guy from Journey, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was like for some reason I thought it was a musical. Maybe I'm thinking of a different. I'm thinking of Mamma Mia. That movie made money. That was a musical mm-hmm. that made money. Maybe Rock of Ages. I would have thought it made money though. Still, I thought That's those musicals did money. well. Well, he paid for his sister's college tuition with his first check. So that's that's a pretty nice nice guy, right? Oprah Winfrey, she bought polo towels. Mm. You know what I like about that? It's saying it's not too opulent. You know, I want something nice I've never had. Probably always wanted those. Exactly, and now I've got these polo towels. Emma Watson, she bought a Prius. Mm. Bought a Prius. You know, I guess, who knows how old she was when she did that. It was probably right around that time, though, when... You know, Prius has really sent a message that said you care about the environment yeah, sure. and you're in with the hip Hollywood crowd. Two more. Jennifer Aniston, not a Prius. She bought a Mercedes. Good for her. And then number one, Snowcone's favorite, Timothy Chalamet. Mm. It says he bought a nosebleed season ticket, season ticket for the New York Knicks when it was rumored that LeBron James would be joining the team. Mm. Uh, LeBron James did not join the team. So he said he ended up trying to sell a lot of those tickets. But I do like the idea of you get a little bit of money. You're a dude. You're young. You're like, no one's going to probably go with me to these. But I'll just get one ticket. One season ticket. I thought about that with the Chiefs one year. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll that. just get one season ticket. And I was like, is it sad to go to the Chiefs games alone? So I finally convinced another friend to go in on it with me. But I really did consider it. Like, I could afford maybe one ticket for right. all eight I games. If I, yeah. So there you go. What would you guys buy? First thing. If they're going to look back on it, they're going to judge you for it. Kansas City Barbecue. Kansas City Barbecue. I like the Chicago hot dog route. You've had it. Yeah, the uh, Steve from Stranger Things route. It's symbolic. Yeah, Mm. I mean, we're we're assuming that it's a decent check. I would probably buy a car. 
just feels like you know your first car that you paid for with your royalty money. You know, yeah. something a new car. You've always wanted a new car. It's, it's what you wanted. Doesn't have to be a Ferrari. I'm just right. saying, you know, something new. It's probably not going to be a Prius either. I'll go more of the Jennifer Aniston route. Although she said her Mercedes that she bought was I mean, something that had been. How much we're talking on that money? That's a. Let's thing, say it's yeah. like you know, you're. Let's say you get paid four million dollars. Oh, all, all, all in. New house. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably go house too. Yeah, yeah, but if you're thinking like you're going to keep making money now, you're the star. So I'm buying that house, cash. Go ahead, so I'm buy like, it I always now. have this. Yeah, buy it now. Okay, this is the one I'm going to have. Buy the camera if it's in the Hollywood Hills, wherever. It's three million dollars. This is where I'm going to live for the rest of my life. And if I, when all this goes away, I'll be able to sell that. It's the John Goodman. And I can just do whatever, anything I can do. I'll just blow it all now, just knowing I yeah. have that. Yeah, still one of my favorite scenes ever, and it's not even so like a great good. movie. But John Goodman talking about. What you do with that money is it's exactly what you're describing. Can you play it, never seen it? You get up two and a half million dollars. Any asshole in the world knows what to do. You get a house with a 25 year roof, an indestructible Jap economy box. You put the rest into the system of three to five percent to pay your taxes, and that's your base. Get me? That's your fortress of solitude. That puts you for the rest of your life at a level of you. Somebody wants you to do something, you. Boss pisses you off, you. Own your house. Have a couple bucks in the bank. Don't drink. That's all I have to say to anybody at any social level. Did your grandfather take risks? Yes. I guarantee he did it from a position of fuck you. A wise man's life is based around fuck you. The United States of America is based on fuck you. You're a king. You have an army. Greatest navy in the history of the world. Fuck you, fuck me. We'll fuck it up ourselves. The Church. Church of Laszlo. Hey, Drake. Oh, How are you? Ooh, I'm good. Big week. This is yeah, a big movies, week. Movies, movies, Yeah, we've missed each other the last couple of weeks. We keep messing up our times and forgetting, but I'm glad we remembered this week because it's as big a week as we've had in a long time, right? Hashtag Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. <laughs> yep. Two big movies. I saw someone, this was just a comment on a Reddit thread, but they were saying that the studios will release movies like this on purpose. If there's something very dramatic and serious that's got an R rating, they'll release a, a rom-com or something like that on the same weekend on purpose. But then they didn't explain why they would do that. And I thought, okay. But the, the big question is who's going to make more money? And they all say Barbie will because of the PG-13 rating, if nothing else. Uh, I think it's also the biggest factor actually is the length. Oh, okay. Because Oppenheimer's three full hours – so statistically, you, you have fewer showings of it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Hollywood's whole thing is counter-programming. So they think that audiences that don't want to see Oppenheimer definitely want to see Barbie. But unfortunately, this week, uh, all bets are off because nothing is what it seems. And I think audiences are generally going to be left stunned by what they see if they buy a ticket to Barbie. And why is that? I have never seen a more on-point, scathing takedown of the patriarchy that understands what it's like to be a modern person living in this world. And I watch movies for a living. <laughs> okay. So I guess I don't, know, I don't even know what to expect. I know it's got a PG-13 rating. I've, I've seen the reviews are great. They say Ryan Gosling is great. But I don't really know what to expect. It, I, right. Can you give us some sort of, they don't want us to? They don't want you to know. Okay. Uh, because what they would have done if this were a normal approach is they would have just figured out like a pleasant 
tolerable, inoffensive script featuring a doll that everyone recognizes that children would be able to watch that would make that would print money. It would be having so many tickets. Like the Mario movie or something, right? Correct. Exactly the same idea. That's what they would have done if we weren't living in upside down world. I couldn't be happier about this, by the way, because what they chose to do (laughs) was tell a story that uses Barbie as a symbol. Okay. And so we have to think about Barbie just in general, right? Where this doll is well known all over the world. She's beautiful. She's fun. She's iconic. But she's also incredibly problematic. She's responsible for a lot of like sociopolitical conversations that we have. And somehow this movie has managed to embrace all of those things at once Hmm. and make one of the most important movies of the 21st century. As far as I'm concerned. Really? Wow. Wait, we're still talking about Barbie. I know. I can't get over it. I'm absolutely blown away by what I saw. I wasn't expecting this. Like, as cute and clever as I found, like, the trailers, it, I had no idea that what I was, this is what I was going to see. So here's the thing about the plot. Barbie wakes up every day, and every day is perfect. And by the way, Barbie's not just Margot Robbie. Barbie is all the Barbie. Okay. She's Issa Rae, and she's Hari Neff, and she's all these Barbies, and she's all these professions, and all the Barbies live in Barbie land with the Kens, Mm -hmm. and they're all in harmony, and every day is amazing. Until one day it isn't. And Barbie wakes up, and nothing is perfect. And everything's going wrong, and she's having an existential crisis. She finds out from weird Barbie, played by Kate McKinnon, uh, that has the weird cut-off hair and, like, all the horrible marker makeup that looks Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> she finds out that the only way to fix Barbie Land and to fix her existential crisis is to travel to the real world to figure out who's playing with her and why that person is so sad. Ah, okay. And she realizes that when she and Ken head to the real world, they realize that... They, they, what they thought was true and what they thought their existence was and what they thought they meant to humanity is nearly completely opposite in the real world. Like their whole, their whole selves, their, their sense of individualism is completely destroyed. (laughs) And it's like, your children are not going to understand this movie. Right. Really? It's not a, well, as soon as they said Greta Gerwig was making it, I think we knew it was going to be something other than like a Mario movie like we just talked about. But we didn't know exactly what. I didn't know until this very moment that this was the basic plot because the trailers, like you said, they're pretty vague. It gives you an idea of what it looks like and who's in it. But that's about it. So, yeah. I, so they get to the real world. Like, this is is the real world. The real world. Uh, the real world is the real world. Okay. And. I guarantee you, this is the part that's going to make people furious. If you think the depiction of the real world is outlandish or offensive, then you don't understand what modern women's experience is. And that's what's going to make people upset. Uh, Now, conversely, Ken is also having an experience. And if you don't understand that, 
that's something to look at as well because it's it's absolutely wild what they've done with this i uh because at the same time that they're making this gigantic statement on our lives it's also beautiful to look at super hilarious and ridiculous yeah so they're 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 they they're calling themselves out on the things that they're calling out in society it's i i can't i still can't fully convey like the brilliance of this movie okay so I- <laughs> and Tackling very it, it, serious it, it, issues, but yeah. doing it in a way that's not necessarily Make depressing. You watch or it now. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. And at the end of the day, for me, I watch so many movies and I practically forget them when I walk through the movie theater door. Yeah, like me too. They're just like mediocre, and they're fine. And I'll rewatch them on cable when I'm bored. Uh, but a- occasionally, there's a movie that elicits such a strong response in me, whether it's positive or negative, that I immediately kind of have an appreciation for that film because at least it had a point of view and it took some big swings and I felt a certain way. And Barbie is that film for all of us. And shame on us if we don't take our disagreements and discuss them and try to make this world a better place because of what it's bringing up. It's 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 not at all what you expect it, there's it's rated PG-13 because your young children should absolutely not be there it's not fun enough or funny enough or dumb enough for like little kids to laugh at like you know anvils falling and stuff mm-hmm. like that right your 10-year-olds to your preteens i think that they're going to appreciate it a lot more and they're the ones that are going to have that seed planted in their head like, hey, there's something here that's going to sit in my brain for a while. And then when it finally matures, I'm going to start looking at it. It's like the best of the Looney Tunes cartoons right. like okay. they did for us. Wow. Quite a review. I don't know if yeah. I've ever heard you talk about a movie like that. I'd like just to, I, you don't I've have a bad thing to say. Movie. I've never seen a movie like this. And, and it... It's I I can't argue that it's completely perfect and I can't but I've got by God it's close. And okay. is it funny to I've adults? Never, like as, it's hilarious. Okay. Okay. So it's it, hilarious. And again, it's the movie's point of view. If you don't find it hilarious, then you what you actually should do is examine your place within the patriarchy and if that makes you happy. Because it yes. is it is in every <laughs> Yes. It's in every way, shape, or form deconstructing that idea and what is wrong with it. Okay. I don't think <laughs> I'd have any problem unless it's a, unless the movie's trying to tell girls that they shouldn't be tall and skinny or something. I don't think I would have any problems with it as a guy. And it seems like you know you're giving it rave reviews, so I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Now the next I movie think- that is not something I ever thought I would watch. No. I, I mean, and I thought I would, I would probably to. see it just out of sheer curiosity. I didn't know if I would be the kind of thing I'd finish even, it, you no, know? I wouldn't but even come up in my radar. Now I almost wanted to go in theaters. Yeah, I don't, don't want to wait for it. Well, on, honest to God, I want you to see it, and then I want us to talk about what you thought. I, I can't wait to hear what people think about this movie because the conversations that I've already had with my fellow critics are very illuminating, and I think truly making this a, a better place to be. 
Okay. Wow. Mm. Well, so I have a weird feeling then that you're going to say that you liked Barbie more than Oppenheimer, even though they're not <laughs> comparable in any way other than they came out on the same weekend. It's funny because uh, these are two, you know, incredibly important historical figures to our culture. Yes. Right? right. No. And uh, Christopher Nolan is a big enough filmmaker to make Oppenheimer into an incredible movie. And it's three full hours long because what it's doing is telling three different stories. They're talking about J. Robert Oppenheimer, who's the father of the atom bomb and was the head of the Manhattan Project. They're talking about who he was going into the project, what he was like when he brought quantum physics to America. Uh, It's showing you how our country accomplished one of the most incredible military feats we've ever seen. And it's also examining the aftermath of creating one of the most powerful weapons that we've ever been, been had access to and revenge that comes from people who are playing dumb little games with each other when they get real, real mad that, that like, you don't want me to play with my toys anymore. Oh, okay. (laughs) So in this three-hour-long so, runtime, I was curious how much of this, how much of the movie takes place, you know, I guess after the creation and during those talks with Truman about whether or not to use it and after it was used. Is that covered in the movie quite a bit? Nah, they they don't they don't really involve Truman specifically. Okay, they they mostly are looking at, you know, the these guys were given a job, and they were very intrigued by what this meant for civilization. But then they quickly realized what a nightmare they were unleashing. Right. And it's based on the biography. Uh, as I understand, I've been told that it actually includes like quite a, quite a good number of details. It's like a really faithful, dense adaptation of a very dense book. And so it's like perfect. Like, yeah, Nolan, like if you like Christopher Nolan's movies, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to freak out over this because it's a lot of like time jumping back and forth and you have to figure out where you are in the story and it's beautifully shot. It is so sophisticated in its editing approach. It's and, and Killian Murphy as Oppenheimer and Robert Downey Jr. as his like arch enemy, eventually Strauss. It's pretty crazy. He said it's the like, best. It's I think a, Robert Downey said it was the best movie he's been in. I'd, I'd, I'd actually, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. has been in really good movies, but I think that might be true. And so for me, I, when, you're, when you're taking on such a gigantic subject over so many decades with so many moving parts, I can't help but think I would have rather seen this as a miniseries. But oh, I think yeah. it would have, I would have liked to have sit with, sat with some of these big ideas that Chris Nolan wants us to think about. But at the same time, I don't think that every storyline in the film is equally strong. Okay. And so it's, I have a lot of notes for him. Yeah. But it, okay. it's like a Nolan movie, man. Like, you can't really go wrong if you already like his films, especially if you're a history buff. You're going to love this. And you are going to be hearing about it during award season. So it's like you might as well just endure it now while you can enjoy the air conditioning. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> it really, I mean, he covers it. He really does. He did it. Yeah, it and is it, tough. You know, when, something's, 
three hours long, you can't help but think, especially in the world of streaming, like, well, couldn't they have made this a series? And if there's more that could have been covered, this, this dense biography or whatever, perhaps more interesting stories to tell. But when I see that three-hour runtime, there's a few people, you know, Scorsese, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to go see a Scorsese movie. He's earned it. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, of course. My thing about Christopher Nolan is I really love some of his movies and other movies like uh, the last one I didn't even finish. I did Tenet. Right. Yeah. And Dun- Dunkirk, I was so excited about. I like war movies, and I was really excited about that movie, and it it confused me a bit with the Nolan stuff. I know. It, it's it's sort of hit or miss, and I keep using the phrase, like, he takes big swings. And this one, I always have a problem with even the sound mix on a Nolan film. Like, I don't even like the way he mixes dialogue and stuff. Interesting. And I think that this one is the least annoying and the one I could hear the most okay. of a lot of his films. I think the score is absolutely amazing, but it does get in the way of some of the stuff that he's saying. Um, and it it's like, yeah, he's I, I, I don't like him as a person. So it's hard for me to say he's a master, but man, he's a great filmmaker. Oh, really? It's I don't worst. know anything about him as a person. We're not supposed to like him oh as a person? Oh my God, he is the literal worst. It's so hard to support him because he's such a talented artist. And he makes it hard to love him. Is this like uh, Me Too kind of stuff? Or he's just a jerk to people that work for him? Or... I don't, I don't, it's so, it's so personal that I don't really even feel like it's that intriguing a story, Okay, but he's, he's as difficult as you would expect an artist like that to be. And it's not, certainly not anything in the press and nothing to, you know, concerned about on Ah, a larger scale socially. It's just like, oh my God, like, ah, he's so in love with them though. And it really, it really comes across in this film I feel that I, I feel like he's he really feels like he too is Oppenheimer. <laughs> okay, the Oppenheimer of Hollywood. Well, yeah, I guess that's, I, one, that's one facet of it that I feel like shows up the most in his work. Okay, because yeah, to me it would be the confusion occasionally. I mean, he did Memento, right? That's yeah, that's like yeah, the first big him. one, and that that you know I think most of us tried to watch at some point or did watch that's it, right. you know. And if once you understood what was going on, you might have had to watch it a couple times. But you were, it's almost like you were proud of yourself for understanding it because it was so different and a different <laughs> approach how to do movies. And then when he did the Batman movies, you're like, wow, you didn't know superhero movies could be like this. You didn't know superhero movies could be so good for people who are right. the dark kids, night, adults. The dark Knight Rises, right? Yeah, I mean that's like. Um, it took it took it to the next level. I just I, I'm not a superhero person really. And even I liked those movies because they're just that good. But sometimes, yeah. you know, it, it can just confuse me a little bit. Tenant, I could tell. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna see what's going on here, and I've, I'm not. I've just given up trying. Some people love Interstellar. I watched it. I liked it. A little confusing, but I think it's supposed to be. But then some of these movies, like Dunkirk, things that you know the story, um, or if you don't, at least you can look it up because it's based on something that happened. And then somehow when I'm watching it, I'm going. I don't understand what's happening. How can that be? Uh, and with Oppenheimer, same thing. It's a historical figure. We know the basic uh, story, and there's it's based on a biography. But I'm worried, is it going to get confusing in those three hours? It, it will. It will confuse you. But I think where Christopher Nolan gets me back, he loses me. And in Oppenheimer, it's with the science. Okay. He's very in love with the science, and he very much wants it to be accurate. Um, or it feels like he wants it to be accurate. Because I'm not a quantum physicist, and 
he lost me a lot. And then he ends up getting me back with the human stuff. So I start to understand it more in broad strokes. Okay. okay. And by the time that the movie's wrapped up, I really have to think about it. And that's why I would have rather had some time. Yeah. Uh, because I think he's saying something in there, but God, you really have to zone in on it. And you like the one thing against it being a miniseries is that I'd be inclined to pick up my phone. True. Yes. And then there's no hope. Yeah. Right, 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 <laughs> That's right. why some of these yeah. things I'm like, I have to see it in theaters or I'm never going to see it. Cause even if I turn it on, eventually mm-hmm. I won't pay attention to it. I'll take breaks. laser laser focus. All right. So let me ask you this. When award season comes, which one is going to win more Barbie or Oppenheimer? Oh, I think that they would take different awards. So it, depending on whether or not it makes voters as angry as it could make the general population, (laughs) I think Barbie could give Oppenheimer a run for its money because Barbie is production design, potentially a screenplay. It could be, you know, so it's like they're going to be vying for some of the same titles, but I honestly think that they both might take home about the same number. Um, the, where Oppenheimer has the edge is that it is a huge ensemble cast, just like Barbie is, but Killian Murphy and Robert Downey Jr. are such standouts, whereas in Barbie, for that type of ensemble comedy, it's going to be hard to single someone out. So it, I think that Oppenheimer would definitely have the edge in acting category. And the Oscars okay. love serious movies, especially That's what I was thinking, but the way you sub- the way you describe Barbie is that, yeah, it's funny, it's hilarious, but it's also sending, a, message. sending a, a pretty strong message that will affect people in a strong way. I always feel like, you know, the award's kind of like that, too. Like, hey, here's something you weren't expecting, and this is great. Yeah. I mean, I I can't imagine that people are going to forget this Barbie. Well, I can't believe they're not going to forget Barbie. I did not think when we started this conversation that I no. would be, I would leave this conversation wanting to see Barbie more than Oppenheimer, but yeah. now I do way I more. Do I'm much. I'm going to see it first for yeah. sure. And to so. to be and, and to be very honest with you, because that is how we roll together. I am I am so shocked by Barbie, which I had relatively low expectations for. That that is why it is has taken over in my heart this week. And I am biased against Christopher Nolan because he is so exhausting as a human being. Right. So it, these are two great films for two different audiences and they are both incredibly smart and worth, they, they will at best, they will make you examine your life in a very different way and you will leave the theater a little changed. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's great. Good great weekend drink. for movies then. Yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate the call. Yeah, you got it. That, that felt really good to say. Thanks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, Barbie. Okay, I'm going to go play with dolls now. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the Church of... After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right. Get me caught up to date. We're doom scrolling now, baby. Travis King is the guy who ran across the border to get into North Korea. Okay. His family is now speaking out. And not just his family. But do you remember the guy, Otto Warmbier, the guy that was held captive over there for a couple years? North Korea finally released him, but he came back in really bad shape, and he was frail, and he malnourished and all that, and he ended up dying. Remember that? It was within the last five years. Uh, His dad has been speaking about this, just talking to the media, saying, the United States needs to get Travis King out of there. I'm like, well, wait. But Travis King went over there, right? And that's what a lot of people are saying is like, well, he ran over there. There's now people, which you'll hear from some, that were – in this tour group that watched him run across the border, like, what's he doing? And they say once he got across, he's laughing. Oh, I didn't hear the part about him laughing, mm-hmm. but I did mm-hmm. see that uh, they've got some pictures of him from the tour group. You can see he's standing there with the group right there at the border, and then shortly after those photos were taken, apparently he ran over to North Korea. What, yesterday, when we talked about it, we said we kind of assumed that because they got those loudspeakers saying, come on over, and because he chose to go over there, that he could be used for like propaganda and that they right, won't throw him in prison. But Otto's dad is like, no way. They're going to torture him. He's going to be in prison. He's not going to be fed. It's going to be terrible, and he's going to die if we don't get him out of there, and we need to get him out of there. The family, of course, is saying those things. That makes sense. He's saying, I heard his grandfather saying we're worried about his, his mental health. We think he needs some, some serious help. Um, and I, I can understand them wanting him back, but the general public feels like their response is, hey, he ran over there. Mm-hmm. Why should we you know, stop everything we're doing to try and get him back? I'm praying for him, and I hope that everybody else will pray for him too. Private Travis King baffled American officials and set off an international uproar when he bolted to North Korea on Tuesday. I think that he got a problem. He needs some help. Sarah Leslie from New Zealand was on the same tour of the DMZ as King when he suddenly bolted across the border. And my first thought was, what an absolute idiot. What an absolute idiot. That's someone that was on the uh, tour with right. him. So, you know, I understand the family saying we got to get him back. Of course. This of family. Course, but he doesn't want to come back. And saying, like, you know, he needs some help. There's something wrong with him. We, you know, we got to get him out of there. Okay, that's fine. That's that's a family. But you expect us, just members of the general public, to look at this story and say, we got to stop everything we're doing and help this guy. No, it's not a Brittany Griner situation. No. It's not even a, I went over there and visited <laughs> in one of these rare tour groups and then I was I got imprisoned. Woman. Right. This isn't that even. It is you ran across the border. You wanted to go there. You laughed. Voluntary. It said he la- was yes. laughing as he crossed it. And you were, you'd just been released from detention in South Korea, really only, it sounds like, to be flown back to the United States where you could face charges here and you were probably going to be detained for a while here. Which I'm not sure. I don't remember. I know we talked about it yesterday, what charges he was facing. The the stuff that he was being held for in South Korea was the damage to the police car and not paying those bills. I saw that clarified this morning. That was kind of it, yeah. Yeah. And then after one of those nights out, he damaged a police car. 
He got fined and was supposed to pay to, you know, repair the police car or whatever. He didn't pay those fines, I guess. And that's what he was being held in prison in South Korea for. I think he was still facing like another charge, though, in the United States of about one of those fights or whatever it was. Sounded like it was some sort of an assault thing. That lawyer yesterday said it sounded like he's a guy that drinks and gets into mm-hmm. a little bit too much trouble. Sure. But whatever it was, obviously, he didn't want to face the potential consequences here. And he thought... I'm going to go north. And by the way, it's also not like when you first heard this story, and if you didn't hear us talking about it yesterday, this is not like a soldier in South Korea who was working right there on the border and then just ran across the border. He was in prison in Seoul, and then he gets released, like I said, and he signs up to join one of these tours. He gets away from his military handlers, right. which Lazo thinks probably wasn't that hard to do because they didn't expect him to run. Right. And so he joins one of these tour groups, and that's how he goes up there. There's now, like I said, photos of him with the tour group walking around like he's looking around at different mm-hmm. stuff and then waits for his moment and boom, bolts and runs across the border. I Man, I just – I want to know what he was thinking. Right. I want to know what he you – know, you said he was laughing. I hadn't read that. Yeah. Like what What was he I'm imagining sure life was going to be like? I mean, maybe I don't know anything about North Korea. Maybe – but I can't imagine. I thought it was weird This is like a huge win for them. That's what I would think. But then I heard that, that guy, Otto Warmbier, whatever his name was, his dad – Saying, you know, we need to do whatever we can diplomatically. We've got to get him out of there. And you know, he just feels bad for him because his kid was detained over there. And right. it led to his, his death because he was so mistreated. I totally get that. And if someone were taken captive during one of those trips, even if it was a vice news correspondent, right? Someone that was over there trying to report. Of Dennis Rodman, whatever. It was one of those stories. He'd be like, oh, man, come on. You're mistreating him. Just let him go. But if he ran over there. Mm-hmm. Well, He's laughing about it. He wants to go. And maybe he's like, I might be detained over here, too. I can understand that they think he's got, you know, mental health issues that. Yes. Maybe that, wasn't, you know. Depending on how severe you think it is. Or cognizant. He right. have mental right. health issues. Well, the family's like, we he's think he's in he, trouble. He's going to jail. Exactly. He doesn't want to go back to the United States to face charges. He's like, screw it. I'll go over here. Yep. You guys will never get me. Yep. You're not the first person to try to run from the law. Of course. And, you know. Well, I'm not saying it's a bad idea either. Are you the first person to try and run from the first American to try and run from the law by running to North Korea? Yeah. Maybe. I've not heard of this one before. Yeah. Um, you're not the first American to cross into North Korea, though. We know that. So mm. that's not a first. But as far as, like, running to get away, you're on the run and you run to North Korea. I've not heard that one. Before that's why this would make such a good documentary or dramatization, whatever. I just need more information about this guy. They, I think they said he's from Wisconsin. It's just crazy. You see his family sitting there and just to think, like, yeah, my brother's he, he left. Hmm. He went to North Korea. He was in a little bit of trouble, so he ran across the border. I I also wish there was video. I can't believe with all those tour groups and they've got photos. No one pulled out their phone and started videotaping. Mm-hmm. Him running across mm-hmm. the border. I thought there, for but, sure we'd see video. Yeah, me too. Especially today when those pictures came out. But there's going to be some eventually. I mean, they have cameras everywhere, right? I I would think so. I think the the South Korean South government Korea would, would release that video because yeah. they definitely have cameras. They've uh-huh. shown us uh, defectors from North Korea running across the border. I've seen those videos many times. I assume those cameras were South Korean military cameras or U.S. military something. So I I kind of think that they'll show it to us, but haven't seen there's it yet. A, apparently, I'm looking at this thing. It says. I just because you said it, a look at other Americans who entered North Korea in the past doing the same thing. Who are Charles right? Jenkins, Matthew Miller. Is Charles Jenkins Kenneth Bay? But I, what I was saying are these people that were running were they were they were right, they running trouble, away? Yeah. With, yeah, running from trouble, and they ran to North Korea uh, a month before Bay Miller's release. Uh, I mean, 
And not all of them, but some of them are. They were in the military and ran over there to find some to get away from something. Yeah, I mean, we knew the people from the military gone over there before, so mm-hmm. I guess that's similar. You are not supposed to go over there, I suppose, according to your military, your country. So it's desertion. Yeah. If so you know, then I guess as soon as you start running, you're now running from something because mm-hmm. you're going to be in trouble if you turn around. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I guess maybe he's not the first in any any way you look at it. But, uh, you know, maybe he's the first to join a tour group and then run across the border and laugh. Certainly the first one we've heard about in a while. Because the last thing I remember was this auto guy. Mm-hmm. And that was like 2015, 2016. He was there on a tour and was arrested for vandalizing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and he, I think he got sentenced. It was like years, but they, they worked it out to let him go. So he didn't end up doing however many years he was supposed to get. Wasn't that the deal? But then he was so he sick. He came back brain dead. Oh, the time he came back, yeah, he was yeah. almost a vegetable, yeah. and then he died shortly after. The Carly Russell story. People still love this story, too. Now, we watched the police press conference yesterday. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to, to add to this, yet everyone's talking about it today, I guess because now the decision is, have we all agreed that Carly's not telling the truth? I don't know. It seems like everyone is. The media, at least, is saying they're giving this impression that she's not telling the truth mm-hmm. and that they believe these police officers uh, you know, are making a good judgment call based on the evidence that they released during that press conference. So she searched for Amber Alerts. She searched the movie Taken. All of this, by the way, was done within hours of her supposedly seeing this toddler on the side of the road, which no one else saw. And then the big thing was that while she's on the phone with 911 talking about this toddler, they went back, looked at her phone to see how far she'd traveled, and she had traveled 600 yards, and they don't think it's possible that if the toddler was walking, even if he was walking the same direction, that he would have gone 600 yards in that amount of time or not wandered out into the road or whatever. They also have now interviewed her employer. I saw her employer saying he didn't know that she'd stolen the, the, the robe and stuff at first. Does not ever have a complaint about her. Said, you know, he hopes she's doing okay. They wish her the best. He thought she was always a... A good employee and a happy person and never saw any signs of anything unusual. And he really didn't have anything negative to say about her, okay. which I, you know, that, that I think that's I'm, I'm interested in that. Like, what was she like at work? Because certainly looked like she was this nursing student who is 25 years old. She's smiling on all the pictures we're seeing. Seems like a totally normal young right. woman. And well, if there is something really else there, anything, right? yeah, what is the motive then? And, and for, you know, these people that did know her, including her boss, to say, Happy, on time, did the right things, didn't have problems with her. It does make the story a little weird. Did the boss right? comment on the stolen stuff? He just, they said that she had stolen it, but they didn't know until later, I guess, that she'd stolen this robe and what was it? They, they said toilet it. Toilet paper. Toilet paper, robe. I think that was it. Was it just those two things that she stole from there? I think so. But yeah, the, you know, um, he didn't even complain about that. You know, he didn't deny right. that she stole it. He said that she's taken it and then was just like, yeah, but... We'd never seen any signs of anything like this from her before. New evidence and a clearer timeline are raising more questions this morning in the case of Carly Russell. We've been unable to verify most of Carly's initial statement. Where do you think she went and how would you characterize what happened here? That's the $100 question. Hi, I am on Interstate 459 and there is a kid just walking by themselves. According to cell phone data, she drove 600 yards while talking to the 911 operator. She was traveling six football fields, which tells you what? To think that a toddler, barefoot, that could be three or four years old, is going to travel six football fields without getting in the roadway. It's just very hard for me to understand. You know, normally, Liz, I wouldn't do this. I don't like to speculate here because it's mm-hmm. a serious program, it's a serious segment. But yesterday when we were watching that live broadcast from whatever news channel that was, they were getting ready to do the press conference. 
I mentioned that there were all these uh, commenters chatting there, and I was reading some of their stuff, and, and Snoke and I were both sitting here going, where are they getting this stuff? Like, this just looked like Facebook rumors. That, I'm like, right. you guys treat this. They were already saying, lock her up before any of the press conference had well, happened. What are they locking her up for? And they were like, we know what she did. She did this, this, and this, and a lot of it for turned like out to be false 911 call? I mean, that's not, a, like, that's not a lock her up thing. No, you get in trouble, but I don't know how much trouble. I don't think they Nothing. lock you up. You get fined, maybe some probation, what, depending maybe? on how much money. Sometimes I've seen where they say, you know, you cost yeah, us I mean, this much money. You got to cost get, a lot of yeah, money for that search. We're going to fine you because you cost us this this much money, and we're going to make There's you pay two days some of, of that. Searching, yeah, yeah. But uh, other than that, I really don't know. The question is, what's going on with the family? I guess, or what's going on in her personal life that would have led her to do this? If the police are right, which I mean, I understand why they're saying this because all these searches had just happened. She's looking up Amber Alerts. She's looking up Greyhound tickets. She's looking up the movie Taken all right before she goes missing. Right. <clears throat> if this was staged, why was it staged? And Snowcomb, I mean, you saw it. The people who were chatting on that thing yesterday before the press conference happened, they said that it, the rumor is, is that it was a relationship thing, right? And that she was seeing someone yeah, who's else. In Nashville? And exactly. Like we said yesterday, who's in Nashville? Because if that's where she was trying to buy a bus ticket, we just need to figure out who that is. But there were plenty of people on that chat saying before that press conference, no, this is all BS. She was trying to get away because she has a boyfriend, right? I think or so. Or had one or something. There was rumors of cheating. But rumors of some new relationship that was like a secret. And so now I look at those and go, well... They were right about a lot of the other stuff. and it doesn't make any sense to me, though. Me neither. If you want to go, go. Who's stopping you? I guess I don't know anything about your family, though. So maybe... It just seems like such an easier lie could be made to get away yep. for a weekend. A lot like, of it doesn't. Like, almost infinite. It doesn't clear up anything for me. Yeah. There's just so many other ways to go about that. And, and this seems so convoluted. Like I was abducted and... and, that, and... Man that. with orange hair and a woman, and they were taking naked pictures of me in a trailer, and I was in his 18-wheeler, and... Like, you got to know, you're 25 years old, you got to know that they're going to have to cooperate something. Like, right, it just seems like you could say so many different things. Yeah. Or nothing. Or nothing at all, just disappear. Right, and then just tell your family that you're abducted or that something happened. Right. Right, and you don't remember it, but you don't want to go to the cop. Like, I, I don't understand why involving the toddler, she doesn't sound... No, I'm ...stressed in that no. 911, so it doesn't sound Sounds out of real. it. Like, so... I don't know. Like, I don't understand how you would make that call and think, okay, well, this is what I'll do. I'll say there's a toddler, then I'll get abducted, and then I'll leave and go visit my boyfriend. Such a weird thing. Right. right. And then, well, she came came back like, two days later. Like, talk about so, a hard lot. Where do you think that she went? That's my other question. If she's gone for two days, is she starting to get worried that they're not buying her story? Like, was her original plan to disappear? Was that her plan? And then she was worried that it wasn't working, so she came back. Did she only ever plan on being gone for two days? And if so, where'd she go? Did she meet this other guy? Did he pick her up in a car somewhere? You know, she walked through the woods into another street, and he picked her up. I mean, she was gone two days, right? That's it. It wasn't really even yeah, a full two days. Yeah, 49 hours. Okay, so it was exactly two days, 49 mm -hmm. hours. And she comes walking back, and they said, at least the family said, that she wasn't in great shape. Yeah. Now, that could just be that she's playing it up, and she's crying and whatever, but or that you it know. could also mean that she was... Not too much. She was hungry. She was tired. She was yeah, depending on what she dehydrated. Did mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, all these things can be true. Yeah. If if she made this whole thing up, whether it was to see a guy or whatever, how long were you planning on being gone? And did, did this? Did your plan get foiled, and that's why you came back after two days, or was that all you ever planned on being gone? I I don't know. A lot of stuff still that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And the police are already making up their minds. It sounds like if they're wrong. 
then it's going to be really hard to get the truth. If there was a guy with orange hair and his wife or whatever in right. an 18-wheeler and they took pictures of her, it doesn't sound like they're looking for these people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the media might. I don't know. Maybe the media says, look, we're, we don't think the police are investigating mm. this. But I don't know. I doubt it. It just kind of seems like if there was any truth to this story, we may not know. Because the police and the mayor and all those people sound like they've got their minds made up. They're painting her as a liar. Right? Right. I just can't understand. But they're not explaining to not us Not that why. I can't understand why she would want to disappear. That all makes sense. I can't understand why you would make that lie so big. I, it's not a story I've ever heard before. It's not like, oh, we and know it's one all those people that you got kidnapped trying to help kids no on the There's no way you can do it. Right. There's no way you can pull it off. This is a lie You're that you can't pull off. You're leaving your car there. Right. You're, yeah, just so many things. It's just, it's not based on anything historical. So if you really wanted it to disappear, you'd, you know, take your car to the airport, park it. Take a plane somewhere, take another plane somewhere, take another plane. Right? Like, yep. it's not that, you know. Yep, that's it. Get, get, if you want to get on that Greyhound, go pay cash for the ticket or whatever and go. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are easier ways to get lost or to go see someone without people knowing. I've just never heard of a, a toddler on the side of the road story. It's not a thing that – it would make more sense if there was if that was a thing that happened all the time. Toddler's on the side of the road, somebody gets kidnapped, damn, it was bait. And then you're like, I'm going to try and do that. I'll just say that that's what the old toddler on the side of the road thing. But this is such a novel story. I've never heard of the idea. Like, who comes up with the idea of, I'll pretend like I got kidnapped. Okay, you're going to pretend like I got kidnapped. How are you going to do that? What do you do? Make the car, break the windows, make it look like, I don't know. I'll, I'll try and fake an Amber Alert and say I saw a toddler on the right. side of the road. Because people what? are just right. It's so weird. I guess that's why so many people are still talking about it. But right. as far as I know, that's all the updates that we have for today. All right, take a break. Yep. Come back and finish. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? Well, we're finishing doom scrolling. If you're the uh, lucky person who won the $1.08 billion Powerball jackpot, the media says congratulations, but now it's time to go hide, lay low, because everyone's going to be looking for you, and the next thing you know, everyone's going to be asking for money. We did our little Curse of the Lottery segment the other day. What was that? Tuesday, Snow Cone? Sure, that's Something right. like that. Go back and listen to it on the podcast. Quite a segment. Uh, found out, that actually, that one of our listeners... It was on Twitch, is related to the guy that we talked about mm-hmm. and the cousin of the girl that died. Long story, but just go back and listen. Anyway, everyone's been talking about Powerball and Mega Millions this week because both of the uh, jackpots were up there. Eighth highest, seventh highest, sixth highest jackpot. They were up there. And, of course, I think a lot of people were hoping that they could win both of them. That would be nice. You had to buy separate tickets because these are separate lotteries. But finally, someone did win Powerball. I don't think Mega Millions hit all the numbers, but Powerball did. And we don't know who it is, but we do know that it happened in L.A. They've got a picture of the little bodega there where the person bought the ticket, which I know they give the, the shop money when they sell the winning ticket, right? Is it like a percentage or is it a flat thing? Do you remember? I can't remember. I, was thinking I, like think, if it's I think it's like 10 perc- grand. I was thinking it might have something to do with the percentage, like if it's a big payout. I don't know. You'd have to look that up. But I know that they usually get some money. Anyway, this person has won. I don't think we know who it is yet, but the, we do know that the ticket was sold and we know that they're either going to be worth a billion dollars or they can take the lump sum and they'll be half a billion dollars. This morning, one American is waking up a billionaire. The jackpot rising to over a billion dollars. Overnight, a winning ticket finally drawn. Your Powerball number tonight, good luck everyone, is 24. The lucky location, this convenience store in downtown Los Angeles. 
Cementing someone's status as the winner of the third largest jackpot in Powerball history and the sixth largest U.S. lottery jackpot ever, $1.08 billion, or a lump sum payment of $558 million cash. I feel like if you, when you're talking about a billion dollar jackpot, to me, it makes more sense to take that lump sum because I don't even know if I'm going to live long enough. You get those your, those yeah, annual payments, but... It. I know I can, blow, I can blow not, a lot of money, but a half a billion no. dollars. And if you do, you're going to have so many assets that you can sell. Right. Like, you're not going to go broke. Like the five million, the 10 million, I'm like, Even man, 20. I can blow that quick. Yeah. But half a billion, whatever I buy, I can sell. Right. I could see myself screwing up 20 million even. Easy. But 500 million, like you said, even no. if I blow through it in 10 years, I got to have something to show After for it. Mahomes money, you can't. Right, right. I mean, what am, and what is it that I'm buying? I don't actually need a yacht, right? But I if you did that, but and you I blew did, all your money, you could sell it. Exactly. Like all that, it's you know what I mean? Something. So I think... Yeah, you, you know, won't have all that money back, but you'll, you'll have some. I would take the lump, lump sum payment, I think. And even if I was at my age now or if I wanted at 18, I think I would just take the lump sum. Yeah. I mean, maybe at 18 you could convince me, like, hey, you know, with inflation. The problem with that is, like, the only thing you have to tell yourself is I'm not investing in anything. No crypto. I'm not starting a record label. I'm not investing in the stock market. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why you want to do that anyway. Right. But I'm not, I'm not doing that. I think at 18 I might have gotten caught up in that. Yeah. You get bored. I'm going to start a record label and. Produce record, you know what well, I mean? Like, no, 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 yeah, you know, people don't respect me now because I just won the lottery. They just want mm-hmm. my money, but maybe they'd respect me if I started a cool record yeah, label, no. a cool business. Just make sure you're not doing that. Yeah, you're fine. don't do that. As long as you just buy stuff, go lay low, uh, because you are going to have a lot of grifters and people begging you for money coming your way. That's just that's that's going to happen. But I know they say most of the people who win these giant jackpots say that it made their life worse. Whatever. I mean, Mm-mm. I I'm sorry. I don't know anybody who hasn't taken a, a chance. You take the chance, of course. Even if I believe that there's going to be a lot of annoying things that come with it, which I do. I believe it. I believe I might not be friends with anybody that I know anymore because they might all, you know, turn their backs on me because I don't give them enough money or they feel slighted somehow or whatever. Okay. Doesn't matter. Even still, I'll make new fake friends. No, I'll make new. I'll make friends with other people who've won big lotteries. There's got to be a support group out there where we can spend our money and not be judged and not ask each other. I'm so sick of people asking me for things, you know? That people would, who you know, inherited millions. I bet you there's groups for them. Absolutely. I mean, it, the, trust funds. Like, you talk about trust fund kids mm-hmm. all the time, but they're real real people. Yeah. People that, you know, they might have a job, but when they lose their job, they're not worried about it because it was never really right. how they were paying their bills anyway. Just, I think they're on the East Coast a lot of times. Go hang out with them. Uh, bison gored a woman in Yellowstone. Now, most of these stories, I feel like they end up telling us that the, the person got too close. They were taking photos. They tried to pose with the bison, this one, it doesn't sound like that's what happened. It's not like this couple was minding their own business. They knew the bison could be dangerous. They're drinking their coffee. And then this thing starts coming, and it's the old, like, never run from a dog. You're not supposed to run from a bison either. Don't turn your back to it. But I'm sorry, if it's starting to approach me, I could see myself eventually turning my back to it and running, which I don't know that that's exactly what this woman did. But once she turned her back, it sounds like this thing did come after her. Her husband's standing there and watches this thing thrown into the air. She says... Or he said that she's doing flips in the air and totally, uh, you know, just tossed around like a rag doll. But she's in the hospital. She talked to the media and it sounded like she's okay. She's got internal injuries, but she seems to be on the road to recovery. It was such a freak accident. We just kept moving away, kept moving away. And I told Amber, I said, do not run. Though the couple turned to walk away, one of the animals charged 
and gored 47-year-old Amber. Uh, I think she did like one or two backflips in the air. Amber suffered significant injuries, but posting an update writing, quote, Glory to God, all my vital organs look good. It comes after another woman was gored by a bison at Theodore Roosevelt. Okay, glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God. I got flipped around like a rag doll. I'm it's always okay. confusing. Yeah. Like, God save me, but he also made a bison, bison attack. attack yeah, so, yeah. yeah, one of his creatures came after me pretty aggressively. You know what we need in Yellowstone? All these talks of people falling into the uh, hot geysers right. or whatever, getting gored by animals, trying to take pictures with grizzly bears. We need those things from Jurassic Park that came out a few years ago where they're in the ball, you know? Did oh, you see that right, one? Yeah, and they yeah, like, yeah. push the button and it rolls around the park yeah, so they can look at everything. Then if a dinosaur grabs them, it just, you know, right. throws you around a bit, but you're in that. that you actually kind of want it to. Yeah, like a hamster wheel kind right. of thing. Yeah, exactly. Why don't we do that? Because we don't try anything. You make a good idea. We don't do anything anymore. We don't do any of that. We just mm-hmm. say, like, what we've got is good enough. There's a few rare exceptions out there. I get it, like electric cars and stuff, but why aren't we well, talking about flying them. cars? Right. Why didn't we skip that and go straight to jetpacks right. like we should have done a long time no, ago? We, we see these problems with bison, and our response is, well, don't get too close. Well, how about you say, I got a way that you can get close yeah, and not close. get hurt. They've already, these authors and, and movie directors have already given us the ideas. All we have to do is execute. A mother and daughter have been awarded a lot of money from McDonald's. Now, similar to the hot coffee story, this story involves hot food, uh, hot chicken nuggets, to be exact. This mom orders a Happy Meal for her kid. Gives them the, uh, the the food. A chicken nugget gets stuck in between the seatbelt and the kid's leg. And the kid's leg got burned. Suffered, I think they said second degree burns. Olivia then dropped a, a nugget. McNugget on her lap, which got stuck between her thigh and the seatbelt, resulting in second degree burns. Well, the family's lawyer said that the nugget left Olivia disfigured and scarred. The girl's parents claim the fast food chain failed to warn customers of the hot food and cooked uh, the food at a higher temperature than was actually necessary. Lawyers for McDonald's argued that the nugget could not have been more than 160 degrees and should not have been held onto the skin, obviously. Not supposed to hold it against the skin, okay? Well, they got paid $800,000. Not too wow. shabby. There'd been I, This thing had gone on for a while, and I don't know if it was like they there was appeals. I don't know, but it seemed like they were in court, and then I thought it was over with, but nothing happened, and now I guess it's finally over $800,000. That's not bad. Eight hundred grand. I wonder who pays that. Nugget? Is it the franchise? I'm sure they have insurance. Okay, it just comes sure out of the insurance. Do. And I didn't know like who who has the insurance. The franchise owner you or probably the pay for, cor- you, you pay for insurance when. You yeah, you probably all have to buy out. into yeah. it, and yeah, just like the police have insurance for that stuff. And yeah, it probably else costs you you know millions of dollars to buy a McDonald's franchise. Yeah, and it comes you know you get the advertising, I bet you get the insurance too. Yeah, that, okay, that would make sense. Uh I don't know. I saw that movie with Michael Keaton. What no, I know. That's that's what I'm thinking, too. Just like how a fr- how a franchise works. I learned most of what I think I know about franchising right. from that movie and a podcast that I think came out along with it at the same right. time. Uh, we, we are going to have an author on the podcast this weekend, um, Joanna Schwartz, right? That's right, yes. She wrote this book called Shielded, How Police Became Untouchable, and it's it's about just that. How, how did it become so difficult to hold police accountable? And the reason I mention that is because Afro Man has been in the news for months now because of this raid that was uh, take, that took place on his home in Ohio. I'm sure mm. most of you have seen the video oh, now that's right. yeah, yeah, of the yeah. police raid. It happened like back in sometime last year. They, yeah. they raided his house. They kicked it around. Now, he wasn't home, but he had security cameras all over the house. And his kids were next door at the neighbor's house. And they saw the police 
coming over. So they tell dad, dad gets on his phone and he's watching the police kick the door down, go through all of his stuff. And it's all being recorded. And he used that footage to make a music video for a song. I think the song is called, can you help me fix my door Mm -hmm. or can you help me fix my gate? One of those things. And the music video is just these cops and it shows him breaking the gate when he talks about the gate, breaking the door, et cetera. Well, now the police are suing him saying, you know, you used our likeness. But the thing that really gets me about this whole story is that Afro man, they were supposedly there looking for drugs. And then there was some reports that he was holding people hostage in his basement. He says that's ridiculous. He doesn't know where they got this information. But when it was all over, when the raid was over, they didn't arrest him and they didn't charge him with anything. Mm -hmm. So Afro (laughs) man says, okay, so then who's going to fix my door? And like, oh, we don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I just, I don't get it. If he's not in trouble, then why are you just allowed to break all of his stuff? I didn't kidnap. I don't know where they got that. And I think they just made it up. I asked him uh, if I was under arrest. He said, no. Then I asked him, were there any charges? He said, no. Then I asked him if he would help me put my door back on the hinges and help me fix my gate. (laughs) And uh, that's when he cracked a little smile and said, we're not required to do that. And that's their way of just letting you know that that's how it is and you can't do nothing about it. God, man, right. that would be so frustrating. Now, maybe the police would say, oh, well, sue him. he's lucky. Yeah, so now they're <laughs> suing him, saying, you're using our likeness to make money with this music video. And it's like, you're in his house right, on right, his right, video right. cameras. You walked onto his cameras in his house. I don't know the law, but I, I mean, I don't understand. Being... You did not have permission to be in there. Now, I get it. You're, you did. Your bosses gave you permission to be in there, but he didn't give you permission mm-hmm. to be in there. And then you don't charge him. You don't arrest him. So I don't know if you just decided that these accusations were unfounded or if you just couldn't catch him and you still suspect him of keeping prisoners in his basement. I don't know. Also, Afro-Man lives in Ohio. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice house. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw. I, I, so the news was down there uh, this morning, at least, is when they showed it. I think it was like ABC or one of those. And I'd seen the video from the raid and the music video that he put out, but I hadn't seen like they walked around his house. They're interviewing him in the garage. He's got his cars out in the garage and... Look, it's not like a mansion, okay? It's not it's not like Mahomes' house even. It's it's a nice house though. Ohio's beautiful. A- Af- One of the best states I think in the country. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, beautiful. No well, argument that's there. Right. It's yeah, stuff for cheap. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I was thinking that like, you know, even if you told me he lived in the cheapest part of one of the cheapest states, just the ugliest part of an ugly state. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much house do I think Afro man could afford in 2023? I would think less. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be a dick. No, I saw it. It's I, nice. I like Colt 45 and two zigzags, yeah. and I like because I got high. Yep. But I just like does that 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 sets you up for life to I tour guess. and continue yeah, to make then, money. Back then, yeah. Could. You think that's what it is? Is because it came out just before? I mean, it was like around. When I think they, they said 2000 once like that. So they're still making money. Still getting paid. But yeah. also, he still writes music and he tours a lot. He does. So I guess you know if you stay busy and keep touring. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it's not palatial, but he does have a car collection. Yeah. And his garage some Cadillacs and He's stuff out well. there with custom paint jobs. His net worth about a million bucks. It's not shabby, right? Mm-hmm. Good for yeah. him. That's, good. that's pretty good. So, you know, fix his door, police officers, and don't sue him. He's worth a million right now, but if you guys win this lawsuit and he goes broke, then we're really going to have problems. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. We're done, man. That's it. Have a great Enjoy vacation. Enjoy your vacation. Yeah. Me all too. Right? I hope you get your AC fixed. I yeah, hope everything me works too. out. I hope your kids win all their games. I hope you have fun in the Twin Cities or wherever yeah, you end up you going. Yeah, you have fun at Worlds of Fun. Yeah. I will. All How right. How could you not? That's kind of a ridiculous Good show, thing. Afro Man. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.